0: For I am crucified
1: The cross requires cling to the
0: one. Well, amen. Open your Bible with me to John chapter 14 as we're going to dive into God's word and pull out some encouragement that he has for me and for you and for your life my life, your family's life, amen? What greater work can we do than the work that God has for us, the work that will last through all eternity, amen? That's the kind of work that I want to do. So John chapter 14, verse number 11, the Bible says, believe me. This is Jesus speaking. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. Jesus said, believe me, believe what I'm saying, believe what I'm telling you, the words that are coming out of my mouth, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. We are one, in other words. We are family, we are equal, we are on the same level. And he says, if you don't believe that, in other words, or else but if you don't believe that, look at the works. Believe me for the very works that I'm doing, because you know that nobody could heal the lame, make the blind to see the lame to walk, to raise people from the dead. Only Jesus could do that. God in the flesh. And he said, if you won't believe my words, believe the mighty miracles that I'm done. Amen. Verse number 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father." Now, this is one of the hardest verses to get a hold of, even as a good, born-again, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching Christian. This verse here takes us by storm. Here, the Lord predicted those who believed on him would do even greater works. How can you do greater works than what Jesus did? In the book of Acts, we read of the apostles performing miracles, bodily healing, similar to those of the Savior, but we also read of greater miracles, such as 3,000 got saved at Pentecost when Peter preached the gospel, amen? And so it is, it is to the worldwide proclamation of the gospel, the salvation of many souls and the building of the church that the Lord referred to as greater works, seeing many, thousands get saved, proclaiming the gospel worldwide, watching the church grow. Amen. That's what he's talking about, doing greater works. Because listen, I'm going to say something very profound and strong right here. There's a, there's a movement going on, this faith movement of healing and faith healing. But you listen to me. Jesus came to save your soul. He didn't come to give you a perfect body or Mercedes Benz or a big house. No sir and no ma'am. He came to save your soul from the fires of hell. And so it is much greater to save souls than it is to heal bodies. It is a much greater and mighty miracle when somebody gets born again, when somebody gets saved, when their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, than these fake phony healers standing on a stage knocking people over with their hand or with a puff of wind. What a phony. What a fake. And they'll stand before God and give an account for that. Amen. And so greater works, greater works is to see somebody saved, somebody born again, because even if you heal them of every disease and make them walk again, they're still going to get old and die. But when their soul is saved, amen, it doesn't matter. Death doesn't have any power over them anymore. Death is nothing but a door that leads right into heaven. Amen. So it is much greater to save their soul, to see their soul saved. Amen. Because we're all going to get old and die. So even if they heal them, even if they make everything perfect, they're still going to get old and die and so when a person gets saved when their soul is saved hey they are saved forever they are sealed unto the day of redemption amen their name is written in the Lamb's book of life nobody Jesus said nobody can take them out of my father's hand and so it was and is through the Holy Spirit's power, that we can see and do these greater works. These greater works do not come from me. They do not come from you. I am not worthy. I am a lowly sinner saved by grace, but it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that you, yes, you can do those greater, greater and mightier works. How You say, How, how's that, preacher? By teaching your kids the gospel of Jesus Christ. By teaching your grandkids the Bible, by leading that example until the day that you die where you have put your faith and trust in, and that is in God's holy word. Listen, what Jesus said, you are doing greater and mightier works than what I have done. And that is so hard to believe. How do I do greater works than what Jesus done? But this is Jesus himself saying, you, you, you that are born again, you that are saved, you are members of the church, you will do greater works. Why? Because you'll teach your kids and they'll teach their kids and they'll teach their kids and thousands upon thousands upon thousands will get saved. And Jesus said greater works. So you think, well, well, I'm, I'm really nobody. Well, I'm really nothing. I've not set the world on fire. Nobody knows my name. It doesn't matter. God knows your name. Jesus knows your name. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, and you're important to him. So don't ever think that you're a child of God, amen, and he wants to use you because we're all nobodies. In the light of God, we're all nobodies. We're just vessels. We're just simply vessels that God can use. But you've got to pour yourself out and be filled up with Jesus so that God can use you. And when you do that, you give the Holy Spirit power over your life. And God is going to use you to do those greater works. It doesn't matter if you don't have a dime. God's got all the money in the world. It doesn't matter if you don't have no connections. God knows everyone on earth amen god can use you to do greater and mightier things than you ever imagined and maybe it's to pray you know many great prayers were answered after that person was dead and gone after that person was dead and god god answered some mighty mighty prayers Look at William Tyndale's life that ran and translated the Bible into English so that me and you could have a Bible in English. And on his dying prayer was, Lord, open the king of England's eyes. And God did after, after that man was death. You see, they tied him to a stake, strangled him and set him on fire for Putting the Bible in English so that me and you can read it. So listen to me, senior saint, senior citizen. Hey, there's many great things you can get a hold of God like nobody else can. You can lead the way. You can lead the charge. You can lead the fight. Because see, it's not a physical. No, the Bible says that it's a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places God can use you to do greater and mightier things than you ever imagined he says John chapter 14 verse 13 and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son what a comfort what a comfort it must have been to those disciples to know that hey Jesus is physically leaving us but we can talk to God through Jesus's name in Jesus's name. Now this verse does not mean that you can ask for anything that you want and simply by adding Jesus's name on the end of it. God, I'd like a new boat in Jesus's name. God, I'd like a new job in Jesus's name. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about just whatever you want and then adding Jesus's name on the end of it, but to ask in Jesus's name is not simply to insert his name at the end of any prayer that you want. But it is to ask in accordance with Jesus' mind and Jesus' will. It's to ask for those things which will glorify God. So the next time you wonder, am I asking, am, am I praying the right thing? Listen to me. Is what you're asking for, will it glorify God? Ask yourself that question. So in order to ask in Christ's name, we must live in close fellowship with him. If you want to ask in Jesus' name, you better make sure that you are walking, that you are right with God, and yet you are living in close fellowship with him if you're going to use his name to talk to God. See, the closer we are to him, the more our desires will be the same as his desires. As prayer like this are, are asked and answered, it causes great glory to be brought to God, because you see, that's what matters. Our glory, man's glory is as grass. It, It fades, it withers and it's gone, but God's glory never ends. He's the only one that deserves the glory, amen? So the next time that you're praying, make sure, make sure that you're walking and talking with Jesus. Make sure that you're in close fellowship with him before you ask God something in Jesus's name so that your desires and what you're asking for are in the same line as what Jesus wants because what Jesus wants is what? He wants to glorify his father, amen? Make sure that your prayers and what you're asking for will glorify god and it's not a selfish prayer as we do many times i'm guilty of it myself i listen to myself praying it's all about what i want lord i need help with this lord i need help with this lord i need help with this instead of saying lord whatever you decide to put me through as long as it glorifies you lord just give me the strength to handle it amen many times we want the bailout prayer just bail me out lord just get me out of this one If if you'll just help me no ask god Next time, Lord, just give me the strength. Just give me the strength, Lord, to shine for you and for your glory. Because that's what God wants. God wants the glory. And he wants to use you to get it. Amen. That you may be a vessel unto honor. Because Jesus said, greater works, greater works will you do. As hard as that is to believe, that's what Jesus said. So you know it's true. Greater works Well, you do, because listen, when you're down and out, you're hurting, you're sick, you're laying in the hospital bed, your truck blowed up, you lost your job, but you say, I still trust God, praise God, I'm going to trust him, amen. That glorifies God, because all these earthly things are so temporal, they could be gone tomorrow just in a, a blink of an eye, amen. But when you trust God, you know that you have faith, that no matter what happens, even if he takes my life, I'll be with him, but in a moment, amen? Verse 14, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Live in the center of his will. Walk in fellowship with the Lord. Ask for anything that the Lord would have you desire and your prayers will be answered. When you answer in accordance to God's will, God's going to answer that prayer. Amen. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. The Lord Jesus was about to leave his disciples here. He was about to to go, go on to heaven and they would be filled with sorrow because they really loved the Lord. They truly loved him and he would not physically be there maybe to shake their hand, hug them. He would be gone. So how would, they, how would they be able to express their love for him? What did he say? If ye love me. Listen to me, Christian. He's speaking to you. If ye, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so the answer, how would they show their love for him? It wasn't by tears. It would be by obedience. Amen. How are you going to show your love to God? It's not by tears. No, it's by obedience. It's not by giving. It's not by sacrificing. But it's what? By obedience. The Bible even says that to obey is better than sacrifice. There's nothing wrong with sacrifice. Amen. But the Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. So the only way you can get better than is if you obey and you sacrifice. When you're obeying God and you want to fast because you want to get close to him and you're fasting for the right reasons, not to lose weight, but no, but that you want to walk and talk and get close with God. Maybe there's a battle you're fighting that you you need God's help and God's power and you choose to give up food that you may walk and talk close with God. You see, you're obeying him and you're sacrificing something and God's going to honor that, Amen. When you do what God tells you to do, he's going to honor it. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. Well, I don't understand. Well, that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter if you fully understand it. Just fully believe it and fully obey it because it's God's commands. Amen. He says, if you love me, if you truly love me, hey, listen to me, listener. If you truly love God, show him by keeping his commandments, by keeping sin out of your life. Hey, husbands, by being the spiritual leader and wives, it's by being a keeper of the home, being that glue that holds the family together because that's what a mom is. She is the glue of the family. Amen? Verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Where Jesus said, pray, not as me and you pray. Jesus didn't pray as me and you pray. Not as an inferior person praying to a superior God. But he was praying as one making a request of he is equal with God. Because he is God. He is God in the flesh. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three are one. They are on the same level. And it says here, the Holy Spirit would abide with believers forever. You would, Once you're saved and born again, you don't ever have to worry about losing the Holy Spirit. Oh, you may quench the Spirit. You may sin and quench the Spirit. But it's not like in the Old Testament where David prayed that the Spirit not would not leave him or that they could lose it. No, once you're saved today in the New Testament, the Bible says you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And how are you sealed? It is with the Holy Spirit that you are sealed with the promise of God. See, you are you are filled, you are have a piece of God inside of you. Amen. God has took a piece of himself and put it inside of you that, that he's going to keep his promise to you. Amen. Verse 17 even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive but it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you the holy spirit is called the spirit of truth because his teaching is true and he glorifies christ who is the truth if you ever wonder who that voice is maybe talking inside of you listen, if it ever puts you down and lifts up Jesus, you know that that is the Holy Spirit. You know, you can't understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit. The Bible is a spiritual book and the Holy Spirit reveals those truths to you in God's word. That is why it is so important to keep sin out of your life. That you may walk and talk with God. That he can reveal those truths and his word to you day by day as you grow. You know, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because they can't see him. They can't see him. Unbelievers don't believe in God. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Well, I can't see him. Well, they can't see wind neither, but they believe in that. They can't see electricity neither, but they believe in that. Amen. They believe that electricity is going to work when they flick the light on. But they don't believe in God. Well, I can't see him. The unsaved do not know or understand the Holy Spirit. He may convict them of sin, but yet they don't, they don't know where it's coming from. They may know it's conviction, but they don't realize it's, it's God's Spirit convicting them. But the disciples knew the Holy Spirit. If you're saved, you know the Holy Spirit. And they had known him to work in their own lives and had seen him work through the Lord Jesus. The prayer of David, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Hey, that would not be suitable for today. You cannot lose the Holy Spirit. Once you're saved, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit moves in right then. You may grieve Him, you may quench Him, you may hinder Him, but you are not going to lose Him. Amen? You are not going to lose your salvation. The Bible says that you're sealed, that no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. You're not going to lose it. If you were could lose it, you're counting on yourself to keep it. Hey, my faith is in God. My faith is in His Word, and that's what His Word says, Amen, that I am sealed in the day of redemption. And if you're saved, you are too. Verse number 18. I will not leave you comfortless. Comfortless, I will come to you. Praise God for that. He's not going to leave us comfortless. Hey, Christian, when you when you're down and out and you're hurting, you remember what God said? I will not leave you comfortless. He's not going to leave you out all alone and desolate. The Lord would not leave his disciples as orphans or desolates. He would come to them again. So in one sense, he may have been talking about the resurrection, but I don't think that's exactly what he was talking about here. I think he was talking about when he was coming to them in the person of the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost, when he was going to come down and he was going to stay And so this spiritual coming is the true meaning here. I believe that because the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit as the comforter. And listen to what he says in verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And the Holy Spirit is known as the comforter. Amen. I believe in that verse. That's what he's talking about. I will come to you, but in the form of the Holy Spirit, the comforter. Verse 19, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Even after his ascension, his disciples continued to see him by faith. After the world could no longer see him, his disciples could see him. Because I live, you will live also. Listen to me, Christian. That's the you too, because he lives, you live also amen even if death comes even if death knocks on that door sickness and hurt and pain or a car wreck all these bad things this world is so full of hurt but listen he says if i live ye shall live also so even if you should die even if you should die christ is coming back and be raised again amen as paul said "Old oh, death where is thy sting? For a Christian to die, it is gain. Amen. Toward you gonna send me to heaven early? Okay, amen, here we go. Glory to God. We think 80 years is a long time, but think about eternity. I love that song Amazing Grace when we've been there 10,000 years. 10,000 years is not even a start. It's not even a beginning in eternity. He says, because I live, because I live, ye shall also live. And that's what Jesus did, man. He beat death, hell, and the grave. He conquered it. And in the end, he's going to cast all three of them into the lake of fire to be gone forever. Amen. I look forward to that day. Verse 20, and at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Wow, that's something, is not it? I'm going to read that again. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. At that day, Paul refers to the sin of the Holy Spirit. You know, when Jesus was linked up with God, and you are in him. Are you washed in the blood today? If you died today, would you step foot in heaven? That second, amen? The Bible says, what do I got to do to get there? Repent of your sins, and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176.